0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about
1: love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder.
0: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this week we're gonna to tackle topics like when your partner is still in love with their ex. Whoop. When <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when love just isn't enough. And accountability and forgiveness. Hmm. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are not licensed to do this, to right. give advice, right. or host a podcast. Right. We well, didn't go to school for it.
1: No. There's no podcasting degree yet, um, but there are communication degrees, which I think is somewhere <laughs> yeah. along the lines of that. Um, we, but, didn't,
0: we didn't even get one of those. You no, know?
1: no, 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 no. We're English majors. We wrote papers about how two different, like, essays compare and contrast
0: <laughs> uh, is that what you spent your time in your english <laughs> degree doing
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much um we are not licensed to do this we're not professionals our advice is just our our opinions formed from our own life experiences so please 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 take our advice as you see fit we are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some laughs and maybe some understanding wait that's the other way around (laughs) Yep. (laughs) maybe some laughs and uh hopefully some understanding there we go nope
0: (laughs) that's still not it just just get to the end
1: yep yep about (laughs) this uh very rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love so welcome to this episode sam
0: thank you thank you for inviting me in
1: yes literally
0: into your zoom account yep
1: yep yep um got that teacher account that pro zoom account
0: that's great every time i have to wait in the waiting room i'm like wow
1: (laughs) the power you know okay anyway "Mm." working in a pandemic get
0: like free access anymore i just have to like wait for her to accept me
1: (laughs) boundaries that's like the manifestations of my boundaries um As defined by a company, (laughs) not myself. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so uh, Sam and I want to check in quickly about the U.S. election. Um, It may have already happened depending on when you listen to this. Um, We've already asked you to vote if you can, if you're eligible voter in the U.S. Um, And you all know our feelings about this election. But we thought it was more important to make sure we remind all of you to take care of yourselves To have a self-care and or safety plan um, in effect uh, over the next couple of days or weeks depending on the electional outcome but also like not depending on it because we know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Mm -hmm. many things still need tending Um, so yeah uh, just quick check in have you voted yet Sam
0: yes I voted um, absentee I just checked my the status of my ballot recently and they were like, We received your ballot on October 3rd and it will be counted. I oh was my like God, oh, I, I, like I really you? jumped the gun on that one.
1: <laughs> Cute. Uh yeah, Willow and I voted last week. We stood in line uh not too long though, and it was easy peasy, relatively painless, other than the fact that you know the person I wanted to be on the ballot wasn't on the ballot.
0: <laughs> yes. And oh, even well. still the choice yeah, was very yeah. easy to make.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> sure was. But anyway, we're not focusing on the election because it probably already happened depending on when you listened, to it. We're focusing on you and all of your wellnesses. And we, and we hope that you're feeling safe and empowered um, and hopeful. Um, don't let the bastards drag mm-hmm. you down sort of thing. Um,
0: yeah. And I think just want to say explicitly, too, like, this is not. This is not like a one and done thing either, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like I think, I think at least for me, I've been feeling like, oh, the election, we just got to get to the election. But the reality is, is that like this isn't just about one election and it's not about just, you know, we, we elected someone on October or on November 3rd and we know who that is. And then suddenly everything changes, right? Right. Like it's still going to be a process. So a commitment to continual self-care throughout this, um, A commitment to your continual safety throughout this is important and know that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And so we got to take care of ourselves and and continue to hold our leaders accountable, um, even if this election results in the Cheeto being ground (laughs) into dust.
1: absolutely um all right let's get into our other um check-in topic um which is inspired by a listener's letter the listener wrote into us uh their name was haunted by an ex which we think is timely both for halloween and for this fucking election (laughs) um uh but Uh, We pulled out, it was a longer letter, but we pulled out an idea from it that we want to check in about, uh, which is daydreaming, how we often daydream about running into our exes or like reconnecting with their exes so that we can say what we need to say to them or, or maybe so that we can have like a nice conversation with them or, or we want to know how they're doing or, or we want to finally tell them like, fuck off, you really hurt me. Um, So inspired by haunted by an ex, Sam. Number one, do you fantasize about being able to talk to your ex in this way? Or exes?
0: Um, Not anymore, but for sure, like after breakups. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that's very, very natural. I think it's also like I do this all the time when it's when I'm in a conflict with someone. (laughs) Yeah. Like right where you're like, yeah, you're in the shower and you're like. I'm going to say this to them and they're going to say this. And then I'm going to say this and they're going to be burned. And it's like, that's never how it actually plays out.
1: That's. Are you Viper in the shower? Are you, the, are you your childhood name?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Viper is really going to get him.
1: Yeah. Viper doesn't let anything slide. For those of you who don't know, Sam wanted to be named Viper as a child.
0: I did. <laughs> Would have been a very different person, I think, if my name had been Viper uh
1: it'd be amazing if you were exactly the same
0: (laughs) but it's just viper blackwell
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway yes continue what would you or i guess what would you say or
0: i guess the only thing i would say was like i think it's totally normal like yeah i don't know that it's necessarily something you need to be concerned about or like i mean if you're getting to a point where it's like years afterwards and you're still like thinking about it every day what you want to say to your ex i'm like yeah it's a little concerning but i think it's totally normal to like want to plan out the the cutting perfectly articulated thing that you never got to say because like i think we all just want to be heard and Mm -hmm. understood and and we want justice in dating which as we all know doesn't exist right um so i think it just makes sense like i don't I don't know that you need to like beat yourself up for it, but I do understand that it's, it can be like an intrusive thought to be constantly thinking about this.
1: And I think too, the other side of this coin that shows up in my life often is my, you know, desire for everything to be okay that I learned as a child, you know, like I I just want things to be okay. Even when it's unjust to me, oftentimes Mm -hmm. that manifests in fantasizing about a conversation with my ex Um, or someone I had conflict with in which everything goes fine, you know, just so that I can settle my heart so that I can no longer feel like I owe them something. Because Mm -hmm. I I think something that is hard for me is that when there is conflict or what I perceive to be conflict, like an ex who I hurt or left, or they left me, my caretaking heart always wants to like rectify that and like make it up to them. And so Mm -hmm. there are two scenarios where I think about talking to my ex exes whoever they are the one scenario is like the one i like to joke about the most which is like the hey fuck you go to therapy like you're really messed up and you know like Uh be accountable to how you're breaking other people's hearts or whatever but the other way is that like, oh, it's cool. We can talk about like this music that we really love together mm. or I can um, ask about their family and they can see how like loving and caring I am, <laughs> you, you know, um,
0: they can see how over it I am. Yes. And look, I'm like, so cool and
1: mature and whole and like, oh, I'm um, healed. I yeah, don't yeah, 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 you yeah. think you
0: still have any effect on me. I don't. You don't. How's um, your mom? Yes. I oh, my her. God. But. Um,
1: <laughs> So it's complicated for me. Uh, I think I oscillate between those two things. I would agree with you, though, Sam, that I I don't think about it often. Um, But I do think about... I think there's something in my heart that is related to our desire to have justice during a breakup. Like in a breakup, we're like Mm. we just want things to make sense, or we want everything to be right and just, and like we want revenge and we want the person who hurt us who is to be never happy again. But the way it manifests in me is that I, I don't want to carry the sadness in my heart or I don't want to feel like a bad person or I don't want them to think I'm, you know, like I want to make it right in that way. And that's not always rational because things can't always be right. Or mm, let me propose another another idea. Like we make things right in our hearts, Mm -hmm. knowing that we did the best that we could at that time or like knowing that like, damn, that relationship was so toxic and we both were really messed up but now i'm now I'm healing my life because that's what I'm in control of my my relationship is healthy now, my heart is healthy it sucks that my heart was really fucking unhealthy with you um ex whoever you are you know yeah it yep. sucks that we weren't our best that sucks but mm-hmm. i I'm not gonna like write that by being really good and keeled to you or having like the perfect conversation,
0: yeah, yeah I mean I think that there's there there is a desire for it to be right, um, but right doesn't actually exist right and it's like right. <laughs> everything is just messy right yeah, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. there's no but I I and I think that like you know we want it to be like the movie where they had a rough time and then they you their last scene of them is just sort of like sitting and talking about yes how the times were good but they're, they're moved on now. Mm, Um, And they touch touch each other's hands. (laughs) But I also think it's like, it's not a bad thing to like want to write that story for yourself. Um, Mm. And maybe that's it, right? Maybe the thing is, is, is that you need to like write it. Maybe you need to get it out of your head and put it on paper so that you're not constantly like revising and editing it in your brain, which I, which is what I find when I'm, when I'm like really stewing on those types of things and, Um, like thinking of the perfect thing that I would say or why I'm disappointed, Mm -hmm. actually just like getting it out on paper, um, tends to stop those like cyclical thoughts in my head because then it's like, Oh, well it's out now. (laughs) Like I don't need to constantly be like changing that word or like, or thinking about that part that leads into that part. Like it's Mm -hmm. just out. And usually it's like, I get a quarter of the way through and I'm like, Oh, well,
1: (laughs) yeah. And I I just had this revelation too, that. The things you often want to say to your exes are truths that you just want them want to be true, right? They're mm-hmm. they're truths that you need to know. Um, everything I want to say to my exes are truths that I need, not them, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect time to remind us all that like we we are in charge of, of our lives. We are in charge of what's important to us, what's true to us, what our boundaries are, what our relationships look like. And it doesn't, you know it. It doesn't make things more true if your ex hears them th- or hears them or not. I was mm-hmm. sitting here thinking, well, what would I say to my three most recent exes? <laughs> you know, and like ex, th- ex number three, <laughs> out, the farthest the furthest away, the furthest out. Yeah. Okay, yep, yeah. 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 Yep. I would probably say like, um, I never. I should have listened to my intuition. I never I never liked you authentically. <laughs> okay, so like, I w- no, no, let me correct myself. Like, I wouldn't say that to their face, but like if, you know, if I sat down with them and they were like, what the fuck happened with our relationship? I would have been like, I, I just shouldn't, we shouldn't have been together. I wasn't being my authentic self. But that's the truth I need to hear. That's the truth I need to mm-hmm. internalize. They don't need to make that real for me. Um yep. What about you? Three go three X's back and then, then we'll lead up to the
0: present. Uh
1: or or two or
0: one or Yeah, I would say like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I would say like I don't need you in my life.
1: Mm, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need and that's the truth you need, uh, not them.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I told them that by blocking them on literally literally everything (laughs) that I possibly could. So they know it. They heard that truth.
1: Yeah. Um, I think two X's back, I would say. um, I am sorry that I didn't love you well. um, Mm. And that I, I really respect you. And my respect is being manifest right now with me not contacting you. Mm. Yeah, because I'm respecting your, your boundaries and, and I'm respecting the fact that I can't, you know, for a really long time with that ex, I thought that I could love them better by loving them poorly, you know, like by giving them my malnourished insufficient love that that was better than me not giving them anything, but that's not true, right? I wasn't me giving them my malnourished love was actually hurting them more than actually setting them free. Like a mm. fucking little bird that I was poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and now your and your most recent ex.
0: Um, I would say. You ruined what could have been a pretty good thing <laughs> to um, the jugular. <laughs> and yet it obviously wasn't a good thing because you felt like you had to ruin it.
1: There we go. Yeah. Right. There we go. Bam bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, my most recent ex I would say, um, please, God, go to therapy. Um <laughs> and please quit smoking. <laughs> mm, Just that's kidding. Good. I had control issues. <laughs> no, I would say Well, mm-mm
0: i would say that you didn't have control issues i would say that he was a very (laughs) untrustworthy person and you were looking for areas in which you could exercise Uh, some control while he continued to cheat on you over and over again (laughs) yo
1: time the fuck out even though we've been talking for like 20 minutes already my pattern app my pattern app that i was i shouted out a couple episodes ago it was like um talking about me and my relationships and this is like an as astrology thing for anybody who is not caught up. Um, and it was saying like, you need a partner who claims you um, boldly because it's only when you feel secure in your relationships that you can become so that you feel safe enough to become your authentic, um, more evolved self, right? And it's so fucking true mm-hmm. because I, I, I was really unhealthy in the relationship that Sam's talking about with the cheater because I was always anxious and I was so nervous and that person always led me on. It was always tumultuous, you know, and I was terrible in that relationship. I was terrible to him because he mm-hmm. it was terrible to me, you know, not justifying it, but yeah. we were so it was so such an unhealthy space for me to be myself. It it wasn't an, an, a nutritious, um, nurturing relationship. And now in a relationship in which somebody claims me, the, the, the way they use that word was like someone who is upfront about their commitment to you upfront and honest about their vision for your relationship. Someone who is stable and who is like, I'm claiming I'm committed to you. I'm monogamous, whether if that's something you mm-hmm. want, you know, willow has bit has been vocally committed to me from the get and um that makes me has made me feel so able to grow off of that foundation anyway so that's called the pattern app (laughs) um but it, it it made me reflect on so many things um that that wasn't i wasn't like broken in that relationship it just wasn't a safe place for me to grow to be myself
0: yeah, that's true. I mean, so much of our existence is, like, circumstantial. and yeah. And so part of what we need to do is finding the circumstances that are going to let us grow and be the healthy person that we want to show up as. Yeah. Right?
1: And we think like it's we can't about...
0: expect to be...
1: We think it's about compatibility, like, oh, this person's like chocolate and I like chocolate. But it's like compatibility, like... <laughs> How does this person's literal vibe, their essence, the way that they function, how does that function next to you and your, you know, operational whatever, you know? how does this person move throughout the world? And is it compatible to how you move through the world? Not compatible, like, oh, I can hang on to this flaming train or, oh, I can walk next to this person as they make these choices, but do they help you thrive? You know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got a letter recently that I didn't send you. That was like, You know, I think it's super important for us to be focusing on self-growth and not just like on circumstance. But the reality is, is that like you can't grow in in infertile soil. Mm -hmm. And so part of the work that we have to do to be our healthy, authentic selves is to find places where we can actually do the self-growth. Right, 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 right. And that, and that sometimes means that you have to stop dating someone who exactly. is a different attachment style than you yes. <laughs> or like yeah. that you have to stop dating someone who doesn't value monogamy in the same way that you do, exactly. or you have to stop dating someone who is in love with their ex, which is what we're going to talk about. next. Yeah, time. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's really <laughs> hard
1: to see that going back to our check-in topic, <laughs> like 17 yeah. topics away, but like going back to that idea, what would I say that that most recent ex who cheated on me and who was very, a, a not- nutritious place for or nurturing place for me to grow um it would be I I don't want to talk to that person (laughs) I don't I didn't like who I was (laughs) with them and I I have love and respect for them because I understand their human experience and because we have shared experiences but like man out of that relationship I see so clearly um that that wasn't a, it wasn't a safe place. And it's so hard for us to see it in the moment because we because, again, mm-hmm. we always prioritize love, whatever that is, almost romance over health, like over wellness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, anyway. No, absolutely. Yeah. And you need. You need both things to be true at the same time in order to like you need to work on yourself and you also need to find circumstances for yourself that support that work. Yeah. And. And that's hard.
1: This is a lovely check-in topic. No, I I love it because sometimes we're like the check-in topic is how do you feel about like masturbation? Um, And (laughs) and other times the check-in topic actually leads to um, the level of conversation you and I love to have like today.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, let's get into our letters.
0: All right. This letter comes from Big Lady who is writing from The Void. Hi, Sam and Sierra. To put things simply, my boyfriend is still in love with his ex. Mm. Oop, there it
1: is.
0: (laughs) This dreadful statement is not just an assumption. This is an unfortunate and undeniable fact. I believe in transparency in relationships, so we have had a few conversations about it, both sober and drunk. The conversations usually go like this. He spouts the same, I'm a horrible person, I don't deserve you, I don't want to hurt you, tangent, many have heard and been manipulated by before. While well, I reassure him that I don't want to break up with him, that I know he's in love with her still, as long as he doesn't act on it, which he won't, I, it's fine, but that it does indeed hurt me a lot. For him to still be in love with his, his ex is extremely painful for me for a number of reasons. His ex was a friend of mine who one day randomly turned on us and stabbed us and my other closest friends in the back. She, for months, publicly spewed hate online about all of us. For him to love such a ruthless person who hurt him, me, and my closest friends is painful to watch. I no longer see the good in her, but somehow he can still love her. Also, I am unfortunately a very jealous person, so the very notion of him being in love with someone who isn't me hurts. Beyond that, I constantly compare myself to her, or at least who we all thought she was. I so desperately want to be enough for my boyfriend. However, I feel like I will never be as skinny or pretty or smart or as personable as she was. My brain so ruthlessly and wrongfully tells me that he loves her, so she must be better than me, and he must want her more than me. Despite him reassuring me that he wants and loves me, it's honestly taking a toll on my mental health. I'm a person who is understanding, albeit sometimes to a fault. I am trying to give him all the time he needs to process everything in a healthy way and not to rush it. However, they were broken up roughly five months before we started dating. My boyfriend and I have only been dating now for three months, but we had been friends for five years prior to dating. But that means he's had nearly eight months to heal at this point. She broke his heart and left him with many scars. Every day, I see how the mean little things she would say cut him so deep. I understand heartbreak can take a long time to heal from, but how long can this go on? How long should I let it go? In all other ways, he is absolutely wonderful. No complaints whatsoever. I love and care for my boyfriend so deeply. I don't want to break up with him, and I'm not at that point yet, but I know this can't go on forever. I also recognize that it's not my job to fix him. I feel so alone and lost in this situation. I don't know what to do or how long him still loving her I can take before enough is enough. I don't know how to cope with him loving her in the meantime. I want what's best for him and what's best for me, whatever that means. But breaking up is the last thing I want to do. Any advice or thoughts you have on this would be much appreciated. Much love, big lady.
1: Mm, what a difficult, difficult situation. Um, no, honestly. And painful. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing big lady. Um, I want to just, I want to start with some bold statements that I think are important. Number one, stop trying to make sense of his love for her. That's not your mm-hmm. job. That is his reality and his truth. But if you keep like digging for like, why does he love someone who treated him poorly? Or like, why does he still love her? You know, there's no answers there. That's not, a, we're talking about safe places to grow and be ourselves. That's not a safe mm-hmm. place. That's not a safe um line of thinking to go down stop trying stop trying to f- to make sense of it because it will never make sense because it's not your truth it's not your reality a- and Absolutely. I'd add to that like you don't need any more truth you don't need to make sense of it more he's told you it period and mm-hmm. now you need to decide what's right for you not better understand him
0: I think that's a great point because i think that that rabbit hole of like trying to to figure it out is probably honestly a distraction from the reality of this really harsh thing that he, yes. this harsh truth that he has told you. Right. Um, Cause I want to say that like explicitly, like what he said was really harsh. It's really painful. Um, and I know that the impulse then is to say, well, I love this person. How can they, how can they hurt me like this? Right. Mm. There must be some reason for them to hurt me in this way. And, I just want to say that I don't think the reason is that important right now. I think that the, the hurt is what is important mm, here. Absolutely. Um, because it's like, I feel for him and I understand he's going through a lot, but like, that's mean. Like, <laughs> I know that that's his truth. And like, I, I understand that like people can love multiple people at the same time and, and all of that good stuff that we always talk about. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like it's, it's really hurtful to say to the person that you're with, um, like I love this person still, uh, and and I don't think that I deserve you because I love this person. Right? Like, that's not. It's just, it it masquerades as being very self effacing, but in actuality, it's very selfish.
1: Mm, I have, I love that observation. Um. Yeah, and to continue what Sam was saying, like, you know, the typical relationship model is, you know, we love one percent person at a time, right? We all know yeah. that that's not true. Like love isn't like a single player game. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that metaphor doesn't really make sense, but you get what I'm saying. You know that yeah, no, I'm, it is, mm-hmm. It you, everyone is a hundred percent capable of loving more than one person at the same time. And more importantly, your boyfriend may actually love both of you, you and the ex in different ways at the same time, but that's, not what isn't what is important. Our job is not to understand why and how he has these feelings. Our job mm-hmm. is to ask ourselves the question, is he treating me well enough with this truth? Right. Period. Right. That, that, is, that is the only thing that I'm curious about. I don't care why he still likes his ex. I don't care why he chose to share this with you. I don't know. I don't care why he is being like Sam said, self-effacing or or selfish enough to say, to, to say, I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve you stay with me. As I tell you that I'm still in love with my ex. Like, I don't, I don't need to know why he's doing that. What I want to know is how do you feel about this? Does this make you deeply uncomfortable? Because it makes me deeply uncomfortable.
0: Um, Well, I can tell you friends that it does make you deeply uncomfortable, right? (laughs) Like that's what the whole letter is about is like, is how this is constantly making you compare yourself to her yes. that you are like questioning your validity in this relationship. Like, and I, and I, again, want to say like, I don't want to, I don't want to say this is anyone's fault. Right. I don't want to say yeah,
1: he's, this is he's a horrible person because he's
0: not right. But again, it is the circumstances here that are. And the question is like, are, are these circumstances that are going to allow you to grow yourself and grow into a really meaningful relationship with this person? Right. And the fact that you're starting off in this, in this way of, of, of jealousy and discomfort and like uh, dealing with this really painful thing that you are, that you're grappling with um, is just, it makes me question whether the circumstances are, are right for you to be able to find a way to. To love yourself and to love him in a way that's going to be nutritious for you. Yeah,
1: and, and who knows, like you didn't share all of the details of your relationship, Sam. And I don't know the nuances of how you guys got together, what your daily interaction is like. But it does give me pause sure. when he says things like, I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve you. I'm still in love with my ex. Like I what I want to know is how are how are those statements those ideas manifesting in how he treats you, because if he doesn't mm. think he deserves you, if he doesn't think he's a good person, and if he's still thinking about his ex in this way, it, are those thought patterns manifesting in behaviors that are hurtful to you? Um, is he trying to push you away? Is he, is he telling you this truth, this painful truth, um, as a justification for not being present with you fully? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, And the other thing I want to talk about like Sam and I could easily unpack why he is feeling this way and how we get, you know, how, how we long for people who hurt us and how we foolishly start relationships, not being over other people, like how this is all very human of him, but I, I'm not, he didn't write in. And, and honestly, It seems like you've done enough mental gymnastics to try to understand and empathize with your partner in this difficult time. What I'm wondering is, have you done that same mental and emotional labor for yourself? And I'm going to start by telling you that, guess what? Skinniness doesn't make you enough for someone. And intelligence doesn't make you enough. Even kindness doesn't make you enough enough. Especially your ability to justify, empathize, understand, or fold yourself into a smaller, more accommodating version of yourself doesn't make you enough for someone. You are enough right now, as is, in this moment. And if your partner doesn't want love and want you wholly as is right now, and not as a seat warmer, right? Mm Mm-hmm then it's time for you to go find someone else who can love you more fully and, and more nutritiously, you know? Absolutely. And I I do, I just want to acknowledge, like, I know it's Sam and I only get so much from your, everyone's letters. Like we, we're not in this relationship. We don't know what it's like. (laughs) Um, And we don't (laughs) know these people, right. We're, we're going off of like how, you know, 600 words (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, the thing that stands out to me in this letter isn't my boyfriend's in love with his ex. It's I'm feeling anxious and unfulfilled and unloved. And I'm trying really hard to understand why my boyfriend is doing this thing that hurts me. And I'm still looking for answers, not what do I need? What do I need from him? Is he giving me it? No, Mm. I'm going to go find it elsewhere. You know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. I think that that's, that's a reframe that many of us could use in our day to day life too. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that that in any way is unique to you, big lady. Because um, I do want to say that you also, one of the things that struck out to me in this letter too is is just how lonely you feel mm. in this situation. Um, you know, like you you even say like I feel so alone. Um, and so, a couple things to say to that is that um, I. I absolutely understand that and just want to say that you're not alone, that this is a situation that I think a lot of us find ourselves in. Yeah. Um, and Sam for and I for sure dated a man who was in love with his ex <laughs> yeah, for a long time. And so like, I know that it, I know how painful it is to constantly feel like, did, did he do this better than me? <laughs> right. Like mm. was he happier when he, when they did this thing together than he is mm-hmm. with me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I get, I understand that feeling and I, and I know how, lonely. It feels to do that. I also just want to say that, like, what's, what is the point of being in a relationship if it just makes you feel more lonely, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like if the outcome of this is that you just feel more isolated and less connected to this person, um, then I, then I don't know what you're getting out of it, um, that you couldn't get by being alone. Um, and I know that that's a really harsh thing to say, but I think, I think sometimes we get so, Yes. Wrapped up in the idea of relationships, right? That we don't necessarily recognize that like relationships can be really lonely. They can be even more lonely than being alone because you are constantly reminded on a daily basis that this person should love you and they don't, (laughs) or like they should be showing up for you in this way and they're not. Right. And so, um, I just want to say that to, to maybe help reframe as you think about like, what are you getting out of this relationship? What is the net benefit? What is
1: totally what?
0: What are the things that are fulfilling you as opposed to what you've written to us, which is, again, probably just one part of the multifaceted relationship that you have. But this one part is really making you feel lonely. It's making you feel isolated and alone. And that's that's not a fun place to be. That's not a, that's not a place where where growth happens. Right.
1: Yeah. I just feel. I feel like you don't deserve this. i just don't i feel like um even sam and i are are pondering the ways in which um this doesn't serve you and i'm not saying that your boyfriend's a bad person and i'm definitely this is this is something i want to reframe which is i made the joke about like a seat being a seat warmer you know I want to, I want to reframe that because I actually don't ideologically agree with that. You're not like, you're not a substitute for this woman and you're not a, you're oftentimes when we are in a relationship um, if, if we're the quote rebound person or if we're the person after someone or in between two relationships or, or whatever, um, we feel like, oh, well, we were just a temporary thing. Um, you're not. You're none of those things. And also, you're, you're not connected to this this ex, right? You are your own wonderful being, um, mm-hmm. your own whole person. And whether he chooses to—whether you are for him or not is almost out of your control, right? What is in control for you is, am I being treated well? Am I staying in a situation out of fear of scarcity? Or am I staying because I actually feel fulfilled in this relationship? Um, Mm. I think it's hard for us to walk away from something that's fine. That's good. Um, good but hurting us, good but making us feel lonely, good but making us constantly second-guess ourselves and compare ourselves ourselves to someone else. It's hard for us Mm. to walk away from something that's good because, you know, that doesn't feel—it feels better than the the fear of being alone or starting over again, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: But I think you deserve to look at this relationship critically. You deserve to ask for what you need. I mean— also again I, I I keep stumbling over the idea that we we don't fully know all of the details of this relationship, but here's the thing: if this relationship is perfect, except for he's still in love with his ex, this is still what you should do. You should tell your 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 boyfriend like i I need you to do some work to put this woman in the past because we can't let our relationship move into the future to flourish to grow together. Moving forward, if you're still dragging your feet and holding on to like rotting dead dead baggage, you know, there, if, <laughs> if, if this relationship is healthy and we've misread in between the lines of this letter and it's something worth holding on to, then you need to hold on to your truth, which is that you don't deserve to be in a relationship in which someone is not showing up 100 percent because they're 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 holding on to the past and hold on to the truth that you that that this is a good relationship, but you deserve better in this moment. There is a way for you two to rise above it, to rise through this together. But it's going to take some potentially uncomfortable um, accountability and and transparency, you know, like, hey, bro, like do what you need to do to let this person go because or else you're going to lose. I don't know, both of us, <laughs>
0: essentially. hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Any, uh, any last words, any signing off advice?
0: No, I just want to say, um, thank you for trusting us with this. Um, and I hope that this makes you feel less lonely because yes. there are two people across the world who are, who are here and see you and, and understand how painful this is, um, and how it can feel, selfish to look at something good and say, it's still not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's a really hard position to be in. So know that you've got, we've got, or you've got us, uh, cheering you on and, and just know that you're going to make the right decision for you. Um, because that's all we are capable of doing is making the exact right decision for ourselves in every given moment.
1: Yep. Absolutely. We love you.
0: Thank you so much for writing.
1: to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoiding person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: in the house
0: get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q u i n c e.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash just break up
1: all right our next letter is from confused dot 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 who is writing from the void Hi, Sam and Sierra and Spencer. Thank you for the laughs, advice, and ability to find some understanding in this crazy world of love. I don't think I've heard something similar to my problem yet, and I could really use some advice. I'm a 25-year-old trans man, he, him. My partner is a 23-year-old female, she, her. We have now been together for three years. It's safe to say we don't have the healthiest relationship, but we're doing the best with the tools we currently have. Hey, and that's the truth for all of us. (laughs) We both have therapists we are seeing, uh, helping us with our individual trauma, mental health, and healing. Here's the long, not-so-short story of why I'm writing. We are constantly breaking up. Out of the four times now, I have ended it three times because I felt the way she was treating me was unacceptable and that I deserved better. The one time she broke up with me was because of misreading text messages on my phone and she thought I was cheating on her. Another long story, but basically they were texts from before we even met that she didn't look at the date on and that I hadn't deleted screenshots of. Like many confused about love, I turn to my family and friends when things are hard, which is often like once a week. Often I come to them with questions about my girlfriend being mad when I don't have uh, don't want to have sex, her completely ignoring me, her giving me the silent treatment when I ever say no to a request she makes, not feeling emotionally safe to even say no anymore. So always saying yes, because I don't want to get snapped at and blamed at it, blamed for later and the latest thing, she got mad at me because I was going to hang out with my quarantine friends, three girls I've known since my freshman year of college that I've never looked at, at, at romantically because she was cheated on by her last boyfriend and it is her insecurities coming out. I've tried to be understanding and communicate. I've done my best to give her space for those feelings so she can process it, but still hold her accountable for the toxic behavior. But these fights happen every week and always end the same. Us coming back together, talking about how we contributed to the overall problem, one or both of us crying, and then promising that we'll work on our problematic behavior together. Only for said behavior to be repeated a month after that. My friends, family, Mm. and even my therapist all have the same question. Why are you still with her? Which you must know, it's bad when your therapist is questioning your choices of significant others. (laughs) 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 To which I respond confidently because I love her. And Mm. the consistent answer I receive is something like, yeah, but why else? to which I have no response. I never knew I needed another response or reason to be with someone outside of loving them and wanting a future with the person I love. I know she has done and will continue to do a lot to hurt me. Ooh, God, that even hurts to read out loud. I know, but if I'm being honest, I've lost all optimism that things will actually improve, but I'm struggling to find the last straw that ends it permanently. Spoiler alert, honey, it's you. Mm. You are the last straw. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. You gotta put that own <laughs> straw on your own back.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. It's a weird feeling when I'm away from her. I look at our relationship and I'm dead set on ending it. I see all the emotional abuse. She has put me through the lasting effects of it and how much I've changed because of it. But once I actually see her, things get flipped on its head. I totally lose all will to break up with her. I'm content with it because she tells me things will get better. And I always believe her. The constant cycling of wanting to break up and then not has been going on for the past year now. How do you know you should end it? How do I walk away and stay away? If love isn't enough to be with someone, then what is? With mm. so much love and admiration, confused. Oh, confused. My darling.
0: That's confused. My love. a very apt word for, yeah. <laughs> for what you're feeling right yeah.
1: now. <laughs> this situation is so hard. So hard. Mm. And I want to say before we get into our unqualified advice that this is... This would challenge me. I have a deep-seated <laughs> deep feet, many feet way down.
0: Many feet down, <laughs> way down.
1: <laughs> I have a deep-seated fear of c- c- conflict and fear of um of following through on these things. Um and I just want to say like what you are challenging yourself to do or I guess more importantly like what you have unable what you have been unable to do so far is something deeply relatable to me. So I'm going to give you a bunch of advice that's a lot easier for me to say than it is for me to actualize. But I also... Which is true
0: of this entire podcast.
1: 100%. But I'll also add to that, as I get older, I covet my 20s. I covet the time that I spent... Um, that I, that I spent like betraying what I knew to be true, not listening to my mm-hmm. own instincts, um, putting myself in situations that repeatedly and regularly hurt me. Now that time feels more fleeting to me, you know, like it's just moving so fast. I wish I had those years back. So I'm going to push you to do what I could never do, um, which is which is to be the last straw to do what you know is right because you know it is right in your heart and Mm -hmm. in your soul, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's painful, even though you have love for this person, you know, deep down that this is not a safe place for you to be and that you don't deserve it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's the general gist of my advice.
0: (laughs) Just break up. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so easy. It's just three words,
1: right? Um, Yes. So like, I guess on that idea, I'll extrapolate a little, um, something, someone or something in your past somewhere in your, like, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to like journal about it (laughs) after you listen to this episode, like something in your past taught you that love was, was not hurting someone or, or forgiving them or giving them a, a second chance something Mm -hmm. about something in your past taught you that love was showing up again and again and again and again. Right. Mm -hmm. Also like something in your past might've taught you that, um, not giving of yourself or conflict or something like that was something to fear, you know, that it, that, that something in your past took away your right to that power to say, no, yep. you can't treat me that way. And I'm going to draw the line. I'm going to be that final straw, you know? Yep. And I want mm-hmm. you to reflect on what that was. Where does, where did this come from? Where did this repeated betrayal of what you know to be true for your own health and safety, where did this come from? Um, mm-hmm. And maybe understanding that might empower you to, to make the firm and hard choice moving forward. Um. Yeah, you can change the narrative. You can you can rewrite this replayed history now. It it can it starts now with awareness.
0: Absolutely. And I think asking yourself the question of who taught you that love was the only thing that you could ask for. Mm. Right. Like, because that's Ooh, that seems to yes. be what's through your letter. Is that like, oh, the only thing that you can ask for is for someone to to feel the feeling of love towards me. Yeah. Right. They don't have to they don't have to enact respect that love. me. They don't have to um, treat me well. They don't have to talk through things that are troubling them. They just have to shut down, right? Like, where did you learn that love looks like this? Mm. Um, because this, honestly, I I absolutely want to value or validate your experience and say, like, yes, you deeply love this person that you're dating. But to me, looking at this, this doesn't look like love to me. Mm. This looks, like,
1: say it, this looks Sam. like
0: feelings that you have for each other, which are, powerful and beautiful and wonderful and, and should be valued. But like the way that this relationship is showing up, it doesn't feel, it doesn't look like love from an outsider perspective. Right. Um, right. It, it looks like codependency, codependency and like toxicity. And, and honestly, neither of you actually getting from this relationship, the things that are going to help yes. sustain you. Yeah. Right. Like you and your partner are both struggling deeply in this relationship in, in ways that like, That you are also not able to support each other in. Right. Um, And that's really, that's a hard thing to come to grips with. And And I don't want to, I don't want to belittle the fact that that's challenging. Um, But but sometimes we need to look at things as they are so that we can actually make some decisions around what we need to do about it. Yeah. Um, And for me, this doesn't look like love. Yes. It, It really just doesn't.
1: And, or, um, or, or honestly, like going back to our check-in topic, when I said the thing about my ex, how that me not contacting them right now is a manifestation of my love for them. Because I know mm-hmm. that I'm better. I'm. It's not that I was so toxic that I was ruining their life, but that like, I'm better for them as a memory. That's, and that mm-hmm. is just like a, a weird, honest thing to say. Because... Mm-hmm. We don't fit in each other's lives anymore. Um, And on that note, like your love for this person can, can I'm going to give you permission that your love for this person can be manifested as boundaries, as Mm. actually putting distance between you and this person, this, that breaking up can be an act of love, right? Because you love yourself and this person enough to know that this relationship is not it. This is not where you guys are thriving.
0: Uh, And the other thing that I'll say confused um, is just that part in the letter that that you heard both me and Sierra Mm -hmm. react to as as uh, Sierra was reading it. Um, The I know she has done and will continue to do a lot to hurt me. Um, I just want to say that that's like not necessarily an expectation that you should have of your partner.
1: No, it's not. And and (laughs) honestly, we can make a joke about it, but like it makes me deeply sad.
0: It It makes me deeply
1: sad. Yeah. I'm, yeah like, let's laugh but like also no, for
0: sure to be clear like um like i think that we can expect our partners to continue in some ways to disappoint us right like right. i think that uh our partners will never be everything that they want us to right. that we want them to be and that's okay like that's actually a good thing mm-hmm. and that we can love them for the fact that they can't show up for us all the time and find resources and other supports that can help support us when we need mm-hmm. it like that's all good and healthy. That's an acknowledgement that people are people and they're not superhuman. The fact that you're expecting to continue to be hurt by this person though is just um it's just sad. It's like hard to hear you say mm-hmm. that out loud because it and i and again it's to so that question of like who taught you that that's mm-hmm. what you can expect um mm-hmm. because it's that's not what you can expect like yeah. our our partners will always disappoint us. And also like relationships may end and that may hurt for sure, but we should not just expect that our partner is going to continue to hurt us. Like that's not, that's not sustainable. That's not, that's not an expectation that we should have. And it, it, it just gives us, it gives me pause. And I want to say to you, like, what you said there isn't isn't what you should expect what you said right. there is is a reason for you to be asking for something different or to be seeking support elsewhere because right. if this person is going to continue to hurt you that's not again that's not love that is right. That is someone in your life hurting you over and over again. Not That's not what love is. That might be what we've been taught to think that mm-hmm. love is. Because, like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, some of the examples that we are given of what love should look like are are deeply unhealthy. But, like, yeah. you shouldn't constantly expect to be hurt by the person that you're with. Yes. Disappointed, sure. Annoyed with, sure. Um, frustrated at, perhaps. Uh, but, like, not hurt by. That's Yes, that's so, and not regularly. And not regularly, exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I want to tell you lovingly and confidently that you are worthy of healthy love, that you Mm -hmm. are whole and deserving. And um, no matter what your contribution to this relationship is, no matter what toxicity manifests in you, that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean this is the type of love you deserve. Your girlfriend doesn't deserve it either, right? Right. You know Mm -hmm. that you're both hurting each other in a way that is not sustainable and not a healthy place for you to grow. Um, But that being said, just because you have made these, uh, just because this is the relationship you're in now, doesn't mean that this is the love that you deserve. Absolutely. Um, And I want to close maybe if Sam and I can give you some scripts some some language to use because we know that breaking up, especially trying to break up um, in a relationship like this that has so many like deep ties, you know, where you, where you feel stuck in this cycle. Um, yep. Can be really particularly hard, but we just want to remind you that this, that, that you get to decide um, what your life looks like. You get to decide how to move forward Um and it's hard because so oftentimes we feel so often we feel like puppets to our hearts or to our emotions or to other people, For sure or we feel like we just cannot control those subconscious thoughts in our heads or mm-hmm. our behaviors or whatever, but that's not true. that is a narrative that we tell ourselves to keep ourselves in that safe, comfortable space of not of non growth right. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get a little uncomfortable, we're going to get a a little honest, and we're going to say the things that we need to say to seek the life that will nourish us the most. So what you're going to say to your partner is, I love you. It is obvious that I love you, but it has become apparent to me that our love is not enough to have a healthy relationship. And you and I both deserve to be in a partnership in which we are no, we are not afraid of each other. We're not being hurt regularly. um, And I need, I need to end it for real this time. I need Mm -hmm. space from you for real. Um, Please, you know, I I, I love and respect you. And you know, this person's reaction might not be the reaction you want it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would also say like, we, we can't, We can't build a foundation in a burning house, right? We can't find, we can't be what we, we can't, our love can't, cannot be what we, what, oh my God, I'm stumbling on this, but I really want to say it, right? Like Uh the, we cannot save ourselves from our love with our love, right? Mm. We cannot be what we save ourselves from. The love cannot, cannot nourish you through the storm that is you, you know, that is your relationship. Um, yeah. What what would you have them say to their partner?
0: I think that Sierra's script is, is honestly perfect. Like I think, um, I would just add to something around, um, boundaries and expectations to say something like. So I know this is going to be hard, but please don't contact me going forward. Right. And then doing the steps that you need to do in order to make sure that that contact doesn't happen, which is blocking them or deleting their number or whatever is the best thing for you. You know, I love the block, block, block. Yes. Like, just want to say it.
1: Yeah. And let me reiterate really quickly, you loving this person and taking care of them can look like you not talking to them. I know that's yes. really hard to manifest. I know that's really hard to feel and believe in your body, but you can love and take care of them by taking care of yourself and putting boundaries mm-hmm. between them.
0: You and Absolutely. Them. Absolutely. And the reality is, is that you're your complicity in the ways that they're hurting you is not allowing them to grow either, right? Mm -hmm. Like it feels like you're loving and supporting them, but really you're just allowing them to not be accountable to the things that they need to and want to change. Right. Yeah. The other thing that I'll just say um, is that I think our, sometimes we tell ourselves that like our situations are completely unique and that they are, um, they're unlike any other relationship in the world. And yes, they are because you are two unique people in a completely (laughs) unique relationship, right? And at the same time, they are. This is not. You are not the most fucked up relationship in this on this planet, Mm, right? mm -hmm. Like you, other people have and and continue to put space between them and people that they really, really love, right? Yes, it is a thing that we are as humans are capable of doing. So I know it feels like, you know. This situation, Uncharted is just territory, so, literally. Yeah, this situation is just so unique, like no one has experienced a love like this. You're right. There has been no love like this. And also you are absolutely capable, as is shown by so many people who have been in similar situations, who have loved people deeply and known that they were hurting them and continue to go back and continue to go back and then finally made that decision to say i'm not going to go back anymore mm-hmm. and so know that you are capable of doing this there are examples of, are all around you of people who have made that tough decision and stuck to it and your relationship is passionate and and it is unique to you and also it is not so unique that you can't do this <laughs> And I just like want to say that because I've been in those situations where it's like, well, you just don't understand. Like our bond is just so different than everyone else. And the reality is it's like, no, our brains are set up to do this stuff to us all the time. Like our brains are set up so that every time you see this person, it floods with chemicals, Mm -hmm. chemicals that make you want to just like touch them and like be with them. And so it's our job to to undo some of the things that our bodies naturally want to do and know that the situation is really difficult, uh, take, um, sort of take solace in the fact that others have been here too, and have found a way to do it. And you can use those examples to help motivate and inspire you to be able to cut this person out of your life.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for letting us answer this question. I feel honored. I feel like I learned from this conversation. Yeah, me too. All right. Good luck. We love you.
0: We love you. Thank you so much for writing. All right. Our third letter of the episode comes from Anonymous, who is writing from The Void. Anonymous writes, Hi, Sam and Sierra. I recently came across your podcast while searching for anything that could possibly make going through a breakup any less gut-wrenching.
1: There's nothing. Spoiling alert. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, That's hilarious. So far, it has been tremendously helpful. So thank you. My relationship of two and a half years ended a couple of weeks ago. I'm a 27 year old and my ex, wow, still not used to saying that, girlfriend, is slightly younger. There were a lot of factors that made this relationship very complicated from the beginning. But if I got into all of that, we would be here for days. We were in a long distance relationship the entire time. However, that isn't what ended our relationship. Our relationship ended because of a lot of mistakes on my end. I recently listened to an episode where someone said that they are the toxic one and they are the one who would, you would tell to their ex to block, block, block. And that is exactly the same situation I am in. I'm extremely remorseful, guilty, and shameful about the person I have become. And I'm feeling those things even more so now that we are broken up because Mm -hmm. I know that these mistakes are what ended in my relationship with someone that I really do love even though she rightfully chose to end the relationship, she has shown me an unbelievable amount of grace, empathy, and forgiveness. She is truly amazing. And as much as I am heartbroken and devastated about the breakup, I am grateful for the opportunity for both of us to grow and heal because I know that wasn't possible while in the relationship. I want to be someone who has integrity and makes decision out of love and honesty, not out of fear. My question is, do you have any advice on how to balance accountability and self-forgiveness? Right now, the push and pull of those two actions make me completely stuck. Mm. If I hold myself accountable for the mistakes I've made, any and all self-forgiveness goes flying out the door and I spiral into so much self-hate and shame that it eats me alive. If I allow myself moments of self-forgiveness, I immediately take it back and say to myself, but wait, you can't let yourself off the hook that easily. I am ready to be on a path towards healing for my own sake and so that I can avoid hurting others in the future. I know better than to expect that to happen immediately, but I can't seem to even get started. I've been in therapy for three years and I've been sorting through this problem for about two years now, as many of these mistakes were made quite some time ago. As much as I consider myself a self-reflective person, this is the one thing that I can't seem to move past, Thank you so much for reading this and for all of the time and effort y'all put into helping people.
1: Mm, What a great letter. Sam, do you want to take the lead on this one?
0: Yeah. um, Anonymous, I think that the the problem that you describe here is like one of the great problems of humankind. Yes. (laughs) right? End and of the, I, I,
1: end of the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I don't generally like to make like universal declarations like that about like humankind, but, but honestly, what you're talking about, humankind, to, <laughs> <you're> right, like, <laughs> robot voice, like, all humans are the same deep down. Um, cause I just want to say like, yeah, uh, welcome to the club. I think that that, that, that line between practicing a Forgiveness for ourselves and practicing accountability is really challenging. Yes. Um, and it's, it's something that we need to, to get into, um, more and more as we continue to grow. But I will say to you, um, that the two things that I talked about there, accountability and forgiveness, uh, none of those things is shame Mm -hmm. or Mm self-hatred, um, And so want to be clear that when we talk about accountability, accountability is not beating yourself up. Accountability is not telling yourself you're a bad person or hating yourself or constantly saying, oh, my God, I need I need to grow more because like I uh, I'm a constant source of pain for other people. Right. Like. Or I did that horrible thing, and therefore, like, I need to atone for that by self-flagellating as much as possible. Like, that's not. That's not accountability. That's just shame. That's right. that is um, reading into the actions that you made that were the best things that you could do in those moments with the tools and resources you had, and and instead of saying, "Wow, the tools and resources I had in those moments were really, really not good," so what can I do to make sure that I have more tools in my tool belt? And instead saying, "Wow, those actions are indicative." I am a tool. <laughs> I'm a tool exactly or or like those those actions were indicative of something that is rotten within me Mm -hmm. something that I need to hate something that I need to exercise from my body yes because I'm a horrible person and until I get rid of that thing that's horrible I will never be loved and I will never love anyone else in the way that they need to yeah that's not it like that's not Mm -hmm. that is that's a lie like honestly that's a lie you're telling yourself over and over again
1: I think it's a very easy thing to do to misidentify the actual emotional labor of accountability with the exhaustion and and inner pain of self-loathing, right? Mm-hmm. Both of them are, are are emotional labor, right? It takes yep. emotional labor to hate yourself or to like or to let those feelings fester, you know, shame mm-hmm. and regret. Um but it also takes emotional labor to To do the work, to do what Sam just did, which is to unpack it. Wow, those choices that I made, I really wish I didn't make them. Mm -hmm. I was acting out of pain, pain that came from X, Y, and Z, which gave me X, Y, and Z tools. Wow, I really wish I didn't do that. But I can't change that I didn't. or I can't change Mm -hmm. what I did. I can only... Analyze what made me do that and and reflect on how I can move forward or differently That takes a ton of fucking labor to to do the head and heart (laughs) work to unpack like accountability takes labor emotional labor So does hating yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But one of them leads to to actual growth and the other leads to a self-fulfilling cycle Um,
0: Absolutely, and I think that that's important to call out is that like I don't i'm (laughs) nervous to say this to you because I don't want you to take this and like use it as another way to self-flagellate, right? Like, but this self-hatred thing is actually like a distraction from the actual work of accountability. Mm -hmm. The self-hatred thing allows us to not look critically at ways in which we could do things differently and instead say, oh, I did this because I'm just awful. I did this because I'm a horrible person and therefore I don't need to practice any accountability because I'm just a horrible person through Mm -hmm. and through, (laughs) Right. And, and so I'd want to say that in a way of saying like, um, that it is that one of the things that you can do to start moving towards accountability is stopping the negative self-talk immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. Like actually you being kinder to yourself of you Practicing more forgiveness is going to move you closer to that accountability. 100%. <laughs> it's going to let you get to that point where you can then look critically at the situation and not just critically at yourself. Right. And actually begin to do things that are going to change outcomes for you in the future.
1: Yeah. Self-loathing self doesn't actually give us any information about ourselves.
0: It doesn't because it, it tells us a lie about ourselves mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. It tells us a narrative that we're we're rotten to the core, which is not true. And if right. it were true, then like, why would you practice any accountability? We're <laughs> like a horrible person, mm. which is like every man that I dated in my 20s. Yeah. Um, who's like, I'm a horrible person. So therefore I am justified in being horrible to you. And it's like, yes, oh, my God, I can fix you, though. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to have a, a tangential conversation about accountability and the self, because when I hear the word accountability, I I often think about relationship uh, others. I always think about others. It feels accountability feels so external to me you know mm-hmm. um, and I think about community I think about relationships um, and I think about it as a good thing right like I think about as accountability as like an invitation to um, a greater relationship with someone or invitation to a higher purpose or, or whatever and um, But it it makes me this this letter and this conversation makes me think about another way of holding accountability that I don't always think of that. I don't think we we think of immediately, Um, you know, on the relationship, uh, like per relationships on this podcast, we talk about like empathy doesn't mean a lack of accountability to others. You know, other people Mm -hmm. shitting us, treating us poorly, But in that situation, I think we were talking about somebody who like isn't texting us back or something, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I can understand all the reasons why you didn't text me back, but my empathy doesn't absolve you of accountability. But Mm -hmm. what, what I have been thinking about what I'm trying to get at is in that situation, this random imagined texting situation, the accountability isn't about the person. It's not about like, just because I can understand you, you you owe me accountability. It's, it's that just because I can understand why you're not texting me, I'm going to be accountable to myself mm. and I'm going to say I don't deserve to be treated like that. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, th- I, I'm just sort of having my mind... Slightly blown about thinking about accountability to the self, especially in conversations when we feel like we have been the abuser or the toxic one, or when we're reflecting on our relationship, on our choices, and we feel shame. Um, or regret, or, or or feel like a bad person. Okay, so accountability moving forward then isn't rectifying to another person. It's not making it up to another like higher power. It's mm. not it's not making up that relationship and proving that you can be good again. You know, going back to the check in topic, I know so many people like want to see their ex and have a conversation to prove how they're good and healthy now. <laughs> you know, like oh look, I'm not an <laughs> asshole anymore. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But accountability is internal. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna treat myself? How am mm-hmm. I gonna hold myself accountable to the truth that I know? Um, you know how to like again. Self-loathing teaches you nothing about yourself. It doesn't tell you why you learned how to accept love this way or why yep. you decided to show your pain in this way. Accountability mm-hmm. is about going deeper into yourself to give you a greater understanding, so that you then can be your greatest self. Mm-hmm. I always think about ex- accountability as externally, which always makes me feel shame. I'm accountable right. to this person. I need to feel. I need. I. I wasn't good enough for them. I was bad. I made a bad choice. I hurt them. It's all about them. But yeah, that's not I have it to atone
0: at all. For it, right? Atonement.
1: Like, yeah, it's atonement. Mm-hmm. But what? But accountability should should immediately make us think about who do I want to be and how am I treating myself. And and how is that affecting how I treat others?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's such a good, good thing to state explicitly and like and tease out because it is it does feel like accountability does feel like an external thing when really it is right? about making promises to yourself and keeping them, which yes. is like really what accountability is. And and so like uh, Anonymous, when I think about how can you sort of move to the next step of getting away from the self-hatred and self-flagellation and, and trying to atone for things that you cannot change, um, on behalf of other people and think about like, how do you, how do you build the muscles around accountability and forgiveness of yourself? And my recommendation is to, to understand that these are like muscles that we need to build mm-hmm. up. And so maybe don't focus on the thing that bring like, that has brought you the most shame or like the <laughs> thing that you are most embarrassed about, right? Like, like, and like, how do you, how do you practice this in a smaller ways on a, in a daily, on a daily basis to build up the muscles so that you can begin to tackle some of the bigger things in yes. your life. So like, instead of being like, wow, I really fucked up this relationship and was a horrible, toxic person. And like, did all of these horrible things to this person. Why don't you start instead with like something that's smaller, that is much more easily managed that you can then can like give you some tools to be able to tackle the tar- biggest thing. So like what is one small promise that you can make to yourself every day that you can either accomplish or if you don't accomplish it, practice that self forgiveness, right? So is it, I don't know, like flossing your teeth or is it going to be, I'm going to, um, you know, do a mindfulness meditation every day, or I'm going to move my body at least once a day, right? Like what are some of those things where you can say, like, I made this promise to myself and I just kept it. That's awesome. Mm. Like I held myself accountable to the thing that I wanted. And then if you don't go for that walk or you don't do that practice, say, I didn't do that. And you know what? It's okay. I forgive myself. I can't be perfect all the time. And so mm-hmm. I will I will renew my commitment tomorrow to practicing or to keeping this promise to myself. Right. And then like using that to to sort of build towards... <laughs> I was a horrible person to this person and they hate me for the rest of (laughs) their life. Because like, that's a big thing to take on. Yeah. Even for people who like, I don't know, have been practicing mindfulness for like 70 years. Like that's a, that's a huge thing that you're trying to grapple with. And like, I don't want you to, you to again, blame yourself more for not having the skills and tools to take on like this massive, massive thing. um, When like, really it just, it takes practice to be able to get to that point where you can start tackling those really, really heavy things.
1: The last thing I'm going to say is all or nothing thinking serves no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now you're, you're taking this one relationship and you're saying, this is who I am and this is my worth and this is my potential. Look at like all this brokenness, Right. But this is just one relationship in your entire life, your entire (laughs) life. This all or nothing thinking like that I am a totally bad person if one person thinks that I'm a bad person is not real. That is Mm -hmm. not real. And this and that narrative, I say it serves no one because we often... We often, more often than not, we, we think of that narrative with our ex, right? Like, oh my God, my ex was so shitty to me. I can't believe he's happy in a new, healthy relationship. The audacity mm-hmm. of that person <laughs> to be a multifaceted human with different interactions with different people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it We we want things to be all good or all bad. We want them to be just. We want everything to make sense in that way. But it serves no one. And it definitely doesn't serve growth and healing, So remember that just because one person had this one experience with you, And that you, in this manifestation of your life or whatever season of your life you're in, you didn't act in a way in which you are proud of doesn't mean you are not someone that is like worthy of love or worthy of making mistakes and being forgiven or an enjoyable person. I know for a fact, I literally know for a fact that there are hundreds of people out there who love you and have and have enjoyed their time and experience with you. Mm. I know I I don't even know you. And I know that that is a fact.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Whether it is like literally a bank teller or the, the person who serves you your coffee in the morning or your coworker, or your friends or your kindergarten teacher or your kindergarten mm. best friend. Like these people have loved you wholly and purely. Right. You haven't tricked anybody.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I think that's it. I think we <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, really. and, and also
1: like good fucking luck, like good luck. Good, good for you for, for looking at yourself and, Mm -hmm. and beginning this journey, um, into self-accountability, um, be easy on yourself because the world definitely won't be, um, and know that, that you are good and whole and, um, worthy as is. And that Sam and I believe in you, we believe in this journey.
0: Absolutely. That's such a good point. You have already, you've already taken the first steps, right. And you are already on this journey, which is, which is awesome.
1: Right. All right. We love you so much.
0: Thank you so much for writing anonymous. All right, everyone, that brings us to the blind date segment of our episode. This is when we try and set you up with something that we think you're really going to like this week. We're going to send you home with, a
1: song that I shouted out on a Patreon episode a couple weeks ago, but I'm still thinking about it and I've been meaning Uh to shout it out. It's called the keep going on, excuse me, the keep going song, keep going song by the Banksons, B E N G S O N S. And it is one of those magical songs that you play and you feel connected to other people and you feel like Mm -hmm. the, you know, the craziness of the world um, is going to be okay for like this four minutes that you're listening to it. Uh, It's a, I believe the song is like literally freestyled by these two people, um, (laughs) this couple that make up the Banksons. Um, And I found it online and it just, it truly touched me and I sent it to a handful of people. And from that, I started listening to their other music. After you're listening to this song, if you like their sound or whatever, um, check out their album uh, 100 days and check out the the title track of that album. It's f- what I I fucking love it. But um everybody has different musical tastes, but I want you to <laughs> listen to this song because it made me truly feel better and 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 a little bit less uh, less alone. So it's called the Keep Going song by The Banksons If you're feeling stressed out this week, Absolutely. put it on.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at just breakup pod.
1: You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
0: Please follow us on Spotify so that you can get every episode in your feed every Monday. Mm-hmm. And please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's uh, If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you will get an additional bonus weekly episode, Patreon.com slash JustBreakUpPod.com. This literally keeps the mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
1: Original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast. And remember, you get to decide how you best engage with this world. You get to decide what supports you, nourishes you, challenges you. You are in charge, regardless of what you were taught when you were younger, or what you're told by society. You get to decide how you move in and out of this world. And if all else fails,
0: just break up.